Hey, beautiful human. Thank you so much for letting us into your ears today. It means a lot. Kane Brown is going to be in the studio and we have a lot to talk about. I am so excited to get into his head and talk about music and life and his career and everything in between. He's never been on the show, so this is a first and I am just a huge fan. Different Man is his brand new album. It's out now. We're going to discuss it right now. Let's just get into it. Subscribe to our podcast, share with those you care about, and enjoy. Here's Kane Brown. Hello, beautiful human. My name is Zach. That is Dan, and we welcome to the studio for the first time ever. Uh, Kane Brown. Hey. What's up? Are we live right now? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you know, it's so, um, God, I've so, one, it's so refreshing to work with a country artist because you're cool with things like doing things live. And you also are incredibly more relaxed. Oh, yeah. You flow. And, and I also don't want to stereotype you as a country artist because the album that we're about to discuss is so... Each song is different than the last. And it's, one, exceptional. Thank you. But two, it is not just country. It is rock and roll. It is pop. It is... It's you, right? It's not yeah. defined to one genre. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like... It's weird that I just thought about this after the album's out, but it's like kind of what I was going for for Different Man. It's like I've been releasing all these like pop singles here and then country over here. And it's like finally I have this album with everything together just to kind of show people I'm different. It, it plays into the title, obviously. Yeah. So is there, do you set a, I don't mean goal for success, but I mean goal in the creative sense. Do you set a creative like creative goals for yourself that you want to achieve with this album before you start? No, nah, I don't set goals um, because I feel like that's how you get let down. Hmm. And I, I, I'm a, like a very depressed person, uh, but I'm always also a very happy person now. Um, but yeah, I don't set goals. I just try to just always. I do try to always outdo myself. Um, but with this album, I knew it was gonna be a little different. This album was just more of. Uh, Basically, I don't even know really. No, I don't say goals. <laughs> I don't say goals. Does music flow differently for you when you are depressed or happy? Like, do you do you make music in all states of emotion? Oh yeah. I mean, I, bro, if I get sad, I'm like the 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 emo girl in a movie like driving with just sad songs you know like, <laughs> but then uh, and I also do that when I get in a room sometimes like if I go in a room to write and in Nashville like with some of the writers Josh Hogue to be exact Josh is the type of artist or the writer that's gonna write very sad breakup songs um, and so like I'll go in and if I'm in a very happy mood and he brings that in it immediately affects my mood you know so what I mean? You'll revert back to sadness or the last time you felt down or what? Yeah. So like if I have found out if I'm very happy and then we go to write a sad song, I get very depressed and very bored very quickly. So I, I have found out as me being an artist, I used to just be the guy that just sat in a room and was like, okay, if you want to write this then we can write this. But now I'm like, screw that. Like, we're gonna. I want to write up tempo, happy yeah. songs today. Something rocking, something you know. Your mood sets the tone for the room. Definitely. If I'm depressed or sad or whatever, then I'm going to the room. You're gonna. I want a piano. Give me a piano. Give me something I can write to. Have you realized that a, one of the many parts of this job 
is more than just lending your voice to somebody, but it, it's also curating the right space to create, right? And, yeah. and assembling the right team for the right moments and energies. Yeah, honestly, anybody can anybody can do it, I feel like, uh, especially, I mean, with writing songs. It's just, and I don't do it as much as I do now. I definitely feel like when I was trying to learn how to become a writer, I was a lot more hungry on listening to what everybody said. So I would always, like, if we were having a conversation right now, I'd immediately write it down on my phone. Or if somebody said something to me, I'd immediately write it down on my phone. Now, I just, I go in the room. I, I would say I, I had to try harder back then, but I'm very, I'm way more experienced now of finding out what I want to write. Back then, I had to look up through my phone. I don't go through titles through my phone anymore. So do you, will you go into a studio or a session blank slate knowing that yeah. you have notes if you need, but you, you choose to just kind of go for the moment? Yeah. So usually when I look at my notes, I'm like, I don't, I'm not vibing with them yeah. as I was that day. I used to have dreams about them. I have crazy dreams. If you want to go into that, we can. Yeah. Uh, but I used to have <laughs> dreams and I would wake up and that was actually my first song, You Still Love You Sober. I had a dream and that title was in there and uh, I wrote it down and that was like what made me get my record deal. <laughs> Wait, so, okay. After that moment, you have to, y y you become more in tune with your dreams, uh, yes? Yeah, I can literally have a dream and wake up and tell you everything that just happened. That's crazy. Yeah, everybody's like, it's so in-depth. In-depth. So, yeah. <laughs> will you wake up and take notes on your dream? Like No, so I've wanted to start making movies and, uh, Alex is like my videographer and photographer. He's amazing. Um, so we we actually started our own production company with my manager and everything. So we've talked about doing stuff like that, but that's the thing is I haven't got to the point where I just wake up and write them down. But I have got to the point where I remember them so good, I tell them to my team, but my team hasn't started writing them down. So thank you for the notes there. You, gotta, you, gotta just, you can also start recording them. I think it could be a... Yeah. But so are there any records on this album that are connected to Dreams? No. No. Um, no. Why do you think you have vivid dreams? Uh, well, sometimes... This is going to be really weird. Sometimes when I go to sleep... <laughs> sometimes when I go to sleep, <laughs> I ask God to uh, give me song titles when I'm going to bed. Oh wow! Yeah. So and, but but is it? Are you seeing those results? And are you applying them? Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, the other day I had a dream, and it sucks because I don't I forgot it. But I did. I said that I was asking for a dream, and I went to bed, and I had a dream, and I thought it was a hit song. Like when you're in your sleep and you're hearing a song, and it's not a song, but you're like rocking out to it. You know, that's a good song. So I woke up and I was like, I'm gonna remember it, and I didn't. But uh, yeah, I just randomly, I don't know. It's it's different. This is really yeah. It's I'm I'm trying to like connect how it relates back to creating music and then releasing it. Like, does it live up to dream standards? Like, will you make a song and will it follow you to your dreams? No, I've never had that. Um, these are good questions, man. I like this. This is different. <laughs> making me think i'm like <laughs> usually i can just be like nah uh nah man thanks for having me yeah no nah, i haven't had any that's followed me but i'm gonna start thinking about it mm. i'm like really fascinated yeah it's interesting because yeah. i don't I, I remember some dreams and, and to be honest the ones that i do remember in life are very vivid and reality based and like tend to be like gruesome you know not great 
Smart is like weird. <laughs> <laughs> Super weird, bro. Like crazy. You're from Chattanooga. Yeah. It's one of my favorite cities on planet Earth. Did you just lag? Yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh. There's a great radio station in Chattanooga, Tennessee. WDOD. Hits 96. They do the running of the Chihuahuas. I fuck with them. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. No, I'm just, that's awesome though. The chats. I, have you ever lived there or do you just go there? No, I've just been there and then we were on the radio there for a long time. Nice. Oh, sick. Yeah, nice. No, um, I think, I mean, it's my favorite city. I said, and that's why I've got a song called Bury Me in Georgia. I know Chattanooga's Tennessee, but I'm like North Georgia, basically Tennessee. Uh, and yeah, a lot of people that visit, it's their favorite place to go. And then for me, I just, as home. So. The, the birds in that record, Bury Me in Georgia, they're beautiful. Is that real? Like, there's, like, you hear, there's, like, chirping in there. No, those aren't real. No, they, uh, I don't know, there's birds in there? There is, there are, yeah, at the beginning of that record. Is it, am I crazy? Oh, the, uh, dude, your ears are crazy, man. Do you uh, mix? Do you mix music? No, I just, I listened to that song. By the way, really, your album was the best way to wake up this morning. It was, like, oh, the first you. thing I listened to. Listened to it twice. Really... First of all, it's like 17 songs. Like, yeah, it was a lot. It's incredibly thick, but in the best way. Like, do you go set? Like, is that a country thing or is that a you thing to go 17 songs? Like, can you just not cut it? Well, no, well, it's been four years since I released yeah. the album. And then we released an EP uh, during quarantine, but it was just songs other than like Be Like That and the song with John Legend. It was just songs that I had in my Dropbox. And uh, we just threw them out because we, I didn't know if music was going to end, if, if I was going to have to find another job. Do you really think that? Dude, I was so, like, I was below the floor, like, depressed. I get it. Yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if we were going to be able to tour for years, if people were going to forget about me. I was scared as hell. Wow. Did you actually start thinking about, like, other things you could do? Yeah. That's, that's why I started streaming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a I'm gonna be a video game, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, in the middle of the pandemic, you did something very nice for uh, for us. We threw a a prom with St. Jude, and you and Restless Road did a great performance. So I thank you very much for doing that. Yeah. It's very nice, and it was an extraordinary performance. But that is when you're in that mindset of like needing to figure out what's next. I find it fascinating that you go to video games on the internet because. You, Facebook broke you in mm. a weird way. And like, to be honest, I've never fucking said that to any artist we've ever interviewed, yeah. ever. Because like, that's, who who, who uses Facebook at its early <laughs> stages to reach the masses in primarily like middle America? Yeah. No, nah, man, I don't know. I loved Facebook. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so weird. No, nah, man, honestly, I've, I've, I've worked... I studied Facebook to a T and it's like, what? Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what do y'all think would be like your top thing on Facebook? If you wanted to go viral? I mean, <laughs> at this moment in time, I don't know. I don't know. 2016. I TikTok's not here. Okay. I would think to go viral in our world, we'd probably go viral on an interview maybe, but I don't think that would work. I think, pranks news well no no so like so if y'all just did a video yeah and you're looking at the numbers 
of, oh. of your social media, what do you what would y'all look at to go viral on Facebook? I don't know. Like comments, likes, views. What do y'all think would be the main focus? V- views. Yeah, I mean, I or say. likes. I don't know. Shares. It's shares. It's shares. Uh, so when I found out it was shares. I just kept making sure, like, share this shit to your Share it, share it. I kept putting it on everything. Yo, share it. So, like, if you go back to my, my viral videos, yes. I, I was killing everybody on Facebook. Yeah. I, I have a, my song Found You has, like, 900,000 shares, bro. So, I'm on 900,000 people's Facebooks of that song. So, when I found that out, I was just making videos, like, make sure I said share on everything. And, like, Facebook was my, that was my data. And now I'm lost on TikTok. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to learn it so bad. I find it like your life changes after you perform in a talent show. But how do you go from that talent show performance to posting and trying to figure out the strategy behind Facebook? Um, well, it was working two jobs that I hated. Yeah. Um, playing a lot of video games. And then just realizing that I didn't want to work at those two jobs for the rest of my life and not be happy. And music is really what made me happy. And then when I saw it make other people happy, like I had a a friend with me that made me go to the talent show. Um, I was just singing. Like every job I worked at, I would sing. It just passed time. You know, um, I was working in the paint department and I was singing a song, uh, Chris Young, Getting You Home. And he came up, he's like, dude, you just gave me cold chills. Nobody's ever told me that before, but I was like, really? I thought he was just messing with me. He was like, yeah, bro, like you should join the talent show. So I joined the talent show and I sang that song and then the crowd just started cheering and they gave me an encore. So I was singing Your Man by Josh Turner. And afterwards, this girl came up to me, I forgot her name, but she was really nice. And uh, she was crying and wow. was like, you did so amazing and after that i was just like this is what i want to do it was seeing in front of your face the tangible effects that it has on people that pushed you to really dive on in i mean i like to do it for fun and i always did it you know just hanging out go to karaoke bars and do all that stuff and then when people actually started when i when i wasn't like actually at a karaoke bar and i was just singing in an aisle like that's the stuff that made me like really be like, maybe I could do this. And I just started practicing and, and really trying to figure out Facebook. That's absolutely wild. So when do, do you know right at the outset of this that you want to have a hand in both pop and country? Because you have managed, my friend, yeah. to have a real beautiful grip on both. Well, I'm very, I'm very fortunate, but what's it's cra- super rare. Well, what's crazy is, so I'm going to take you back to MySpace days. Hit me, baby. So I said, <clears throat> I remember this clear as day. I remember I was like, if I was ever an artist, I wouldn't even think about music at this time. And I never knew that music was in my life so much. But when I was going through like child abuse or anything crazy in life, I was always the loser in school. Like I was great at sports, but could never find a connection of friends other than like other losers we hung out together um but music was my escape you on a limewire yeah of course <laughs> of course yeah that's my best friend and uh 
So I always had all the music and I never realized music was in my life that much. And I told myself if I ever became an artist, I would try to do everything. And what's crazy is I didn't remember that until like maybe last year or the year before last when I was doing when I was doing country and then I had uh, Be Like That come out. And I was like, man, I did tell myself that if I ever became an artist that I would try and be in every genre. And then Different Man came out and we have like bury me in, it's like the the rock's really in it now. And then we were just uh, like, thank God was playing on gospel this morning. So it's like, we got country, we got Christian, we got rock, we got uh, pop. So to me, it was just like, I'm a different man. Do you believe in manifestation? <laughs> What's that mean? I'm from like, Georgia. No, like, no, like you kind of like, you planted a seed within you very early on that you ended up like really following through on. Yeah, I, no, I do definitely feel like if you, whatever you plan, like you're planning your life. Yeah. That's regardless. Like totally. whatever you want to do, you're going to, you might get told no, but if you keep persistent and you keep doing it, it's going to happen. Well, it's just finding your path to get there. And, and to be honest, like you can't sit there and tell me that people didn't look at you and go, you can't do both pop and country. Because they had yeah. to have said that. Well, I'm I'm only a rapper in a lot of people's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Why y'all laughing? No. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. You produced on this record, this album, sorry, but you produced a, a couple records, yes? Yeah. Um, well, I don't really know um, because I helped out with the record, but then they... They do the splits on their own and they figure out the yeah, curves out you? Yeah, so I didn't look at that. Do you remove yourself intentionally from that? No, I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it also gets like messy and egotistical, you know? Yeah, and honestly, like Dan Huff is so amazing. Yeah. Like he literally does a lot of stuff. He'll just, like perfect example, Drunk or Dreaming, one of my, sorry, one of my favorite songs on the record. He had uh, Charlie Worsham, right? What's his name? Piano player. Charlie Judge. He had Charlie playing this piano bit on the, uh, I think it's Drunker, either Drunker Dreamer or Bury Me in Georgia. But he was playing it and then he he brought it down so you couldn't hear it unless you really listened. And I was like, no, that was fire. Like you need to bring that up and play it over what you were actually about to play right there. And so he did. And to me personally, it changed the whole song. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Dan's so amazing. I don't care to be a, co-producer or whatever well but you okay but see you like i do produced by you oh yeah no that wasn't see you like i do because see you like i do is lindsey rhymes so it was bury me in georgia yeah and lindsey rhymes and you are on see you like i do are we yeah you both produced it nice yeah sick well it, well yeah because that one that one was different because he was trying to take that one more country so we so the demo on that one was super it was super pop and then he uh tried to make it like a mix of like basically just country was like still yeah. guitar and took basically the whole demo away which I fell in love with the demo and everybody I showed it to was in love with the demo and so I was like no we should put both of them together you can come in with like the steel guitar that you did but you can't lose the pop element to see like I do because that's what makes that song because uh. if you make that all country then I don't want it on my record so you, you were very conscious with balancing all of the all of these sounds at once yeah i think it's just me listening to it i just know how i want the sound the song to sound and i'm terrible explaining it but it's just like in my head i know what i want it to sound like totally so i and it's really like my whole life just following my gut 
And if I feel like that's another thing, like I know I'm getting off topic now, no. but you were talking about manifesting earlier. Yeah. I feel so smart using that word. Um, <laughs> if you, when you manifest, if you also actually listen to yourself, because I feel like yourself can tell you if it's wrong or not. But the scariest thing sometimes is, is to listen to yourself. yourself. But yeah. get this, I know, uh, remember, you probably don't, I wasn't really big on her. Uh, I was on X Factor in 2013. This is a perfect example. You have a great, first of all, you're on American Idol and they don't want you. And yeah, then you they, go to yeah. X Factor and they don't, they, well, they kind of wanted you. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, so crazy. This is, this is, this is low key scary. And this is what really makes, and I don't really talk faith a lot, but this is really what makes me believe. And I don't know what exactly it is, but it's also following your gut. So I was on X Factor 2013 and made it through. I was in South Carolina, made it to LA. Was so lit coming out here for the first time. Um, and I tried out and they told me no. And so they were like, actually we're gonna bring you back and put you in a boy band, which was Restless Road. And what? There was my, so my gut, bro, my gut was like, no, no, no. Like there was something literally like punching me saying, don't do it. So I didn't do it and then went viral. So then they came in fourth place. And in my head, I'm like, damn, like I should have been there. I should be on their team. Like I was jealous of them the whole time, but I was still doing my thing. Well then after that show, kept practicing, went viral. Now they're signed to us. We signed them to our record label. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. That's <laughs> And they're killing it now. Like they and then the thing about it is they didn't even they haven't even released any music. They haven't done any shows until we signed them. Yeah, but think it yeah, because that's those Imagine if you would have if you did that though, your life would you know, be. It would be different, but you never know what would happen. But that's me just. I mean, following my gut, manifesting. That's. That's my that's, word. That's word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really incredible, because that is full circle. But also to think of a world in in, in a genre where you're not making music or you were making music as a group is like weird to think, because I don't know. You've done so much for country music. Do you feel that at all? No. I mean, I do and I don't. I do feel like, I mean, I've had a lot of people say like, you know, I didn't listen to country music before I found you. And and I have like a lot of articles that say, you know, you're opening doors and all this stuff. But to me, it's just like, I don't know why I'm shaking. Is it cold in here? I have adrenaline. <laughs> I'm excited. I don't know what shit. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's just, what was the question? That, am, I mean, I, am I doing any? Oh, what's it? What'd you say? You really, I mean, you're doing a lot for country music and you're changing it for the better, but also like there is, I don't know. It's, it's weird to one, the biggest, there's so many things, but the fact that you're able to do both pop and country incredibly successfully. And there's, I mean, the politics involved in that alone, Crazy. I mean, are in, like crazy like toxic and disgusting yes. and insane and like that's just the foundation like everything else is an uphill battle after that yes which i do also have to my manager and my team everybody exceptional we've, yeah we've all you know really thought about what we were doing um and we made sure that sorry that's my wife and we made sure Priority. that you know we yeah definitely um made sure we were we let country music know we would never leave them you know I, I deep down love country music. I will never. I will always have country music songs before anything else, and I feel like that's really what's kind of helped us, you know. Um, 
because they gave us this platform. They made my career and I'm not going to turn my back on them. And I promised them that. And I, I really think that's, that's what we just showed our, they were loyal, huh. you know? And when you're tested, you prove it. Yeah. And then we get to experiment and do crazy things. And I look like a rapper. So, <laughs> you know, goes both ways. What was it like hearing grand for the first time? That's a Mike Posner record. Yeah. Uh, my, I, mean, I was going to say Mike was awesome. Mike was awesome. But yeah, hearing Grand back um, was super cool, but it was super different for me. I didn't know how I felt about it at first. And I started showing it to my friends and showing it to a lot of people. And everybody was like, yo, this is a hit. And for me, it was really scary because everybody, that, every pop song I've ever released, I've usually had a feature on it. This is the first song I released without a feature. But it's like something after quarantine about me, and I don't know if y'all seen it or not, but something about me kind of changed. And I was just like, screw it, you know? Because if this was two, three, four years ago, I would, this song would not be out unless I had a feature on it. Why is that? Is that a protective layer? Is that yeah, a distance it was, thing? For me, it was kind of like, it was a safety measure. Yeah. That's like... Oh, I've, I'm on it with Marshmallow, or oh, I'm on it with Khalid and Sway Lee, and now it's just like, what? I just like making music, man. I just want to release this. I'm an artist. You can't just say, you can't just keep an artist in a box. And I feel like that's where a lot of people are going. I give. I feel like if you gave artists free reigns, like any artist you wanted, like who's your favorite artist? I mean, there's uh, right now a, Sam yeah. Fender. Love him. Okay. If he wanted to go out and make any type of music that he wanted to, he would probably be nervous to do it. Totally. Yeah. And I think, like, I'm just to that point now where I just don't care anymore, and I just love having fun. And I, I found out that I'm going to have to perform these songs for the rest of my life. And that's what I used to do. I used to, I used to just try and fit into the format of what everybody else was doing. And I was like, I can... I'll sing these the rest of my life. But then when I perform them on stage, it's boring as shit. And now I have the most fun of my life. And I think the fans know it. Like I'm having fun with the fans because I'm having fun on stage. And I think felt. that's the most important. But it's, it's coming to terms with losing everything during the pandemic and like having to accept the fact that like you could have a, your new reality could be a video game streamer. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. <by the> way. <laughs> Does that tie back? To the fact that you kind of felt this freedom to do whatever your heart desired? Man, I don't know. Because I've literally, when I tell you, I've been scared for six years now. From of what? That it's going to go away? Well, I've, that it, I don't know. That it's going to go away. That I can't do a certain thing. What people say or what people think about me like six years feeling like that sucks bro yeah so i like for real now i feel like i feel like i've been locked up and now i'm free and i've been super happy and it's amazing but what changes i don't know that's what i'm saying give me give me give me give me some time to think about it it just happened <laughs> let me let me think about it and uh does this album you know. have a hand in it i th i mean well i was this way before the album released like it just when I would say this started when our tour started, when I started doing the NBA arena tour, but it kept progressing. Like 
we did Staples Center and I was super pumped because it was our second time there. And like, but I was, I, I keep saying scared little kid, uh, but I was like scared on stage. And a lot of people were like, oh, but it was a great show. It's like, no. And I, I keep asking people, I'm like, when's the last time you saw me? They're like, oh, three months ago. Oh, come watch me now. It's changed that much. Wow. Just, and I say changed that much by just how freely I feel. Yes. Instead of just feeling like, oh shit, do I look all right? What are they thinking? If people look like, this is my favorite thing to do. When somebody looks like they're not having fun, they have their arms crossed or they're sitting there like this, which doesn't really happen anymore, but it used to all the time, especially when I was opening for like a Jason Aldean or somebody. And they would and like wearing their cowboy hats and they put their arms like this. I'll call your ass out now. I'll be like, yo, what are you so mad about? Dude, it, they get so embarrassed. One girl left. What? I felt so bad. Was, <laughs> she left. I called her out. It was everybody was having a blast and she just looked like she just got broke up with. But it, that's confidence. That's freedom. That's. Yeah, but I never had that. I don't, I don't know if it's like because I was thrown into the wolves you know like I, I played eight shows and then got thrown to Florida Georgia Line on their okay. tour of 15,000 people playing for 15 minutes with the big ass TC3 behind me which is the Cadillac 3 um, love you guys uh, <laughs> but I was terrified and I feel like I've I've gotten the experience now where yes I'm not where I want to be and yes I'm, I've still got a long way to go but I feel like an artist now. I'm really excited about it. How do you measure success? Just keep going. I don't measure. I don't measure a, a success. I just keep trying to just keep trying to grow. Keep trying to do more. Keep trying to you know dip my toes in things that you wouldn't think that I'd be in, and just keep figuring some stuff out. Do you want to act? Oh yeah, I want to act. I want to produce. I want to do movies. Uh, I guess that's producing. Uh, you know, I want to do everything, basically. I mean... Just to try it, you know? Why not? You only live once. Isn't it wild to think, though, that you've made it to a point where making music has afforded you the freedom and the luxury to go and try a bunch of other things and to creatively do whatever your heart desires, but also, like, have, like, the, the money to do it? Like, that is... I don't think it's more about the money than the... Well, I mean, I guess it is coming from where I come from because if I didn't yeah. have it, I'd be working a nine-to-five still and you wouldn't have no time. But I would also say it's more of connections. If people are, like, if anybody's listening is really trying to get into things, I would say it's more connections over anything. Relationships. Yeah, like relationships, meeting people that's actually, you know, doing something that can help you. What are you thinking, Daniel? Well, I was thinking, like, you were talking about the things you want to accomplish, like your headlining stagecoach. Mm-hmm. Ha- how does that make you feel when you get that call that like they want you um well to show you how competitive i am um going up against one of the greatest singers of all time i'm not saying going up against because chris stapleton i did not want to go up against him but i'm going to put on the best possible show that i can uh i'm going to bring y'all we were talking about i had a, I, have, I have a lot of features i'm going to try my best to get as many as i can out there possibly more and I just want it. I just want it to be freaking crazy. Like, 
Do you, do you think about how your pop songs are going to go over at a, with a crowd like that? Or does that not even go through your head? Just no, no, because the thing is, is yes, people talk about it all the time. Oh, these are pop songs. You sing them. Like, why? <laughs> why? I play B like that. They're singing them. It makes no sense. I play, I play, what a memory. One thing right. They, they go crazy for it. So it's, it makes no sense to me. That's just like the internet these days. You can't say nothing. It drives me insane. And that's another thing that freaked me out is like you can't say anything or you're gonna see you bye yeah. that's Randy Travis's favorite line <laughs> see you bye so do you say nothing I did for the longest now you should go look at my social media I do it in a nice way though I don't do it any crazy way but I make my fans laugh because if I comment if it, I don't know you just gotta go look at it we're talking about feeling free on stage and confident are there fears around stagecoach? Because no. none. No. Your peers are watching. The world's watching. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe you can't figure out what changed because like a few months ago you're in front of twenty thousand people at Staples Center nervous and now you're gonna be in front of like a hundred thousand people. Plus, I mean everybody on the internet watches stagecoach. Just ready to go. I'm ready, bro. I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know. I mean, honestly, too, I do say having two like kids. I didn't have any kids. I like it's like another thing. It's like I want to. I, and I, what I've been saying is I care what they think, but low key they don't think nothing right now. So honestly, I don't know what changed me. Honestly, but there is something in that though. Like I biologically think, too. Like you're now you're, you're like you're a father. You have yeah little versions of yourself. You're in love. Yeah, I think I would I would honestly say I think you get pushed so much that eventually it don't affect you anymore. You know? That's I think that's what it is. That is the T. Yeah. You kind of get numb to it. Yeah. So uh, numb that you're the, now just free, you know, yeah. cuz you don't give a shit. And that's and I will say that is one of the things when when I like if I go to a comment and they're like, "Oh, he ain't country." I'm like, "Get some generic content, bro." <laughs> Like come up with something better. Yeah, I probably said that wrong, but yeah, find something else to say. You're the fiftieth thousandth person to say that. <laughs> Did those comments used to bother you when people used to tell oh, you that? Oh, dude, I used to like want to fight. Let me show you how country I am, bro. I bet you I could pack a bigger lift than you can. Like just dumb stuff, bro. And now it's like whatever. You are incredibly country. I mean that was. <laughs> nothing but respect you don't even gotta say it man i don't care i know where i come from yeah that's what i'm saying yeah that's, that's, they look at me man that's all it is <laughs> it's disgusting quite honestly yeah. and what, how i look yeah does, it's a, no <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did reference the rapper comment twice already like this do those comments still get to you or are you kind of over that too no, nah, because personally, I think that's how I, I got to where I'm at today. I think people clicked and was like waiting to hear like me spit something, I guess I'd say, and then they heard me sing. I think it just shocked people. So yeah. they were like, I'm going to share it. Is it important for you on the album to have someone like Blake Shelton because he's like a massive country artist, or did that just feel natural to have him? No, so me and Blake, actually, uh, we, we have something else that we worked on during that week. Um so he was already like in my head mm -hmm. and I was listening to different man as I was headed to, to the gym and uh, you ever heard, I mean, God's country. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was listening to different man, that, that just was in my head. And so I was like, I need another feature on the album anyway. I just had my wife. So I reached out to Blake and 
you jumped on there. I also love the message behind that song. Thanks, man. Could you, uh, could you talk about that a bit? Uh, yeah. Well, for me, my life's so weird. I mean, I, I have so many, I feel like, analogies for these songs. And I, what I go, what I get from this song is a lot of people, and you see in movies and, and, and life and everything, like if your dad's a lawyer, he wants you to be a lawyer or he wants you to go to a certain college or a doctor or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Everybody that's that's an adult, or I mean a parent, has something that they want to, their kids to do, usually. Mm-hmm. For me, I just want my kid to be happy and I just want to set them up for whatever they want to do. But a lot of people don't have that luxury. So this song to me is like going back to, I don't know if we talk, sorry, I've had, I've had questions all day. But like me, I was working at FedEx and I was telling them I had to I had to quit and go to Nashville. My manager asked me to move to Nashville and it had to be during like that that time. It was like, you just gotta quit and come to Nashville. So that's what I did. But at the time it was like, yo, my dream, uh, I mean, this is like my job that I'm making the most money, 1750, what if it doesn't work? Like, is, like I'm just gonna be following this dream and I'm gonna lose this job. It was the best job I ever had. And it was to a point where the the song is basically just saying like you don't have to to work a nine to five like i don't know if every if like me personally i started thinking about hours you're basically working your life away i know it's I, you have to do it i get it you have to provide for a family all that stuff my mom she was a single mom you know I, uh, me and my little brother she she worked like crazy and only made like thirty six thousand dollars a year and try to give us everything i get it you gotta work to me it was finding some other way to work that made me happy and that's like the song what the song means to me and a message i think people need to hear now more than ever but also to a generation that is seeing that more than ever yeah i feel like this generation is changing they're totally. like oh i can do this like because with, with all due respect and i will loop myself into this category it's because of people like myself and you who use the internet to literally craft our own destiny yeah truly because you did that you really did like you did this on your own and you anybody people have talent but if you're able to be consistent with it and get it out there on the internet but also understand the system yeah and keep going like a lot of people will do it a couple times and then they'll give up mm-hmm. you know consistency That's changes the thing. Life. I, I will say i never i never, never gave up no i never quit no matter how you, there's no way all the the videos you posted to Facebook or MySpace did well, <laughs> no, you know? No, I'm yeah. sure a lot of them did shit and were discouraging. Yeah, no, it was crazy. I never stopped. I probably had over 100, 125 videos, and then one day woke up and my, my phone was... <laughs> Change your life. Yeah. Yeah. People want to stop, but don't stop. Don't stop. Uh, Riot. I like this record a lot. Thank you. <laughs> What's in that cup? drink (laughs) (laughs) you came in here with a solo cup and i was like that is you showed up on time which is incredibly country very respectful um you're down to do this live which is super country very respectful and then you also came in with a solo cup which is incredibly uh country but disrespectful because you didn't offer us any but it's okay there's a little bit left you want want the back one (laughs) (laughs) who do you travel with like who's in your your posse like do you have like a sprinter van waiting outside for you that is one thing is we travel like a rap group (laughs) 
We <laughs> so you do have a sprinter van waiting we, outside. Oh for you. yeah, we do. His bodyguard's big we, as hell too. I will say we only got like six people in our sprinter van though. That's good. Yeah, but usually like it's it's it low key it's awesome and and I love y'all but sometimes embarrassing. Because <laughs> we'll have a we'll, we'll sometimes get somewhere and and it's like I have this green room and there's twenty of us. It's like ready to go. But it's awesome at the same time because we got support and we love each other. That's. I mean, they sorry. were they were with me from day one. You know, have every right to be there. Uh, keeping that mentality is really, really special and important, and keeping the right people around you, and also f you have love and you have a family. Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you. Uh, do you make music with them in mind? Yeah, of course. Um, I've got a couple songs, not on this record. Uh, I mean, I definitely have some for my wife on this record, but then uh, I've got a song called For My Daughter. And then uh, for my first one, I got to write one for my second. I, I, I feel when she gets older and realizes that she doesn't have a song. <laughs> it's or, not good. Oh, I'm, 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 in, yeah, I'm, I'm in trouble. I even have some songs on this record where I'm like, we're, uh, I say, I have one line that says, we're raising one of our own instead of two of our own. She's going to be like, what the? <laughs> it's gonna be some song she never hears you weren't here yet <laughs> that is really cool though that like there's gonna be a moment in time where you can sit down with your with your children and listen to the art that you've made yeah now kingsley man she uh which is my oldest she's about to be three she she dances to every song we play so dance to it she knows uh my, my wife got a song called thank god she she knows almost every word already. She can't really talk, but she knows the words. It makes no sense. <laughs> Imagine not being able to talk, but you can sing a song. Are we uh, giving birth to a prodigy? Oh, dude. Somebody's going to have to pay the bills. She she was playing. The, so we had uh, Good Morning. Was it? No one. Good Morning America. Gil King. Um, she came to the house the other day, and we were doing an interview. And talking about camera, like six cameras, everything around in the house. And you, you normally a child would be scared. <laughs> My daughter's up there with her piano, playing, singing, closing her eyes, like getting into it. I'm like, who are you? It was crazy, but it was so cool to see. It's like, I don't know. Like th that excites awesome. me, like for life. You get to like see something you created and possess like qualities that, uh, that, that are yours and the person yeah. you love. Like that is... Is there anything more special than having a child? I don't know. I mean, there are things, but like that's up there. No? Yeah. No, I mean, definitely it's up Just there. Just to see this yeah. spawn that is like either the best or worst parts of you. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. You plan on having any kids? I hope. Yeah. If somebody wants to have them with me. <laughs> <laughs> I know it doesn't take two to tango, but I would love a willing participant. Nice. <laughs> Slow and steady. <laughs> listen to <laughs> listen to different man please uh we're gonna put a link in the description below also we're live on amp and i'm gonna play some songs from the album uh this album started with what song and ended with what song in the creative process well if you want to go before the cds are made it's wait are you talking about writing -wise? yeah 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 finished and okay. completed what song was done first well if you talk about the first song it is riot which was actually made in 2015. Wow. I've been holding on to it for that long. Why was it right for this? Um, wasn't scared anymore. It's another song. Everybody was very controversial over it, of it being riot. It was like during the times with George Floyd and uh, the riots going on and like 
it was just crazy every you know and i played it on facebook back in the day and and a lot of my fans loved it but i was getting a lot of uh criticism for it when we were trying to use it for football or use it for movies and all that stuff so we held on to it and we just were like screw it you know and put it on this album i I felt like it really needed that rock vibe well that's also that's a test right like if you can hold a song for that long and ends up doing well or fitting properly yeah and now we got it for what's it on it's on uh the new tv show fire country Country, i think yeah college football stuff sick yeah and it's like people just kept saying no to us this whole time and it's like why do we listen to them but But honestly i think it's perfect i think honestly and that's another thing i think it's just following your gut and your path of what i don't know but the timing ended up being right exactly we followed it and the last song you made for this album last song was uh called losing you we were in the studio and we were supposed to cut two songs and we cut the we cut the one song i forgot what it was and then the next song i was like i actually don't want this song on my album excuse me so i randomly thought of a title and uh sent it to my writer that's on my publishing company and him and my boy uh jackson free wrote it and sent it back to him i just told him like what I wanted the chorus to sound like, what I had in mind for it. And they, they came up with the musical like demo really quick, sent it back, and then we went in the studio. We were in the studio already. We went in with Dan, showed him the song. And so it probably got written, what, 30 minutes, 45 minutes? Whoa. Yeah. So there's there's no one way that you make music? No, I'm all over the place. I either do a track, I'll do a guitar, I'll just randomly hear a melody in my head like while I'm taking a piss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just different things, you know. <laughs> You're my favorite. Did a did a piss inspire any of these songs? No, no, not these. It just hits the water different. You're like, oh, I like that beat. You hosted Randy Trav- <laughs> Travis at a barbecue. No, no. So he came over to my house, dude. Yeah, this was so crazy. Yeah, so he came over to my house. He brought barbecue for a whole army. All right, like crazy an amount of barbecue <laughs> they love this place in nashville i never ate there before i forgot what it was called um it was him his son and his daughter and his wife love his wife and they brought two guitars they signed them for both of my kids randy did cool. and then they sat on my porch for like five hours and we just talked and and randy only drinks red wine so he had some red wine and we just hung out and then they left and then that's what i'm that's what's weird to me is like i didn't register any of that you know i'm like just hanging out having fun and then like a week later it goes by and i'm playing i'm just in, i'm bored i'm playing the guitar that randy just signed for my daughter and i'm sitting here and i look down and i see it signed i'm like holy crap like randy <laughs> travis was just at my house on the porch with us brought barbecue over it's like amazing you know and i, I just think like I have hard times. I have no emotions, really, which is really weird. And then I also don't think about things because I am I just stay focused on the next thing. So I don't have time processing what just happened. So I, even if I win an, like an award, rarely happens. But if I just <laughs> if I just won an award, they're like, what are you going to say? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Thank you. Like, just I don't really process it well. Maybe it just takes you time to process. Do you ever process it? No, I'm very grateful yeah. for it. It just 
it's like doesn't calculate up here i don't know what it is it's like almost it's almost like move on to the next thing yeah just keep going like mamba mentality i get rest I, in peace it's almost like that but that's like you need that to be great right and to keep moving no or to keep innovating and to keep challenging yourself but i'm sure there is something nice to marinating in a moment no yeah i mean I would, I would love. I, t- I, my wife tells me all the time. She's like, you just, sh- like, don't show emotion. Like, <laughs> my, one of my biggest pet peeves. Somebody, somebody will say bye in my house. Like, if they're there, they'll be like, okay, bye, and I'll, I'll just sit there. And Kate will be like, bye, and then she'll be like, say bye. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, bye. Like it's just like my my mind don't process things like that. I don't know what it is. It's just there's no time. Yeah, there's no time to say goodbye. I don't know. Think about other things. It's like I heard when they said they were leaving. They'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but will you so maybe say, they won't. I don't know. You know, you never know. That's that's scary. Dark. scary. And true. Yeah. So you always got to remind the people you love that you love them. Yep. Hey, Cody so- Johnson. Till you can't you listen to the song if you haven't heard it. It's a really good one. I love that song. But speaking of uh, award shows, what's up with the CMAs? Nothing? Oh, you're trying to set me up, huh? <laughs> hey, you're right, though. Nothing. That was good. That was a punt. <laughs> did you know you did that? No, what I do. <laughs> Whatever it is, I did it on purpose, then. Yeah. It feels good. There, you're right. There ain't nothing with the CMAs. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Ain't nothing there. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yep. Something should have been there. Nah, I ain't worried about it. All right, I'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, good. I had some artists text me. Though. I will say I had some artists text me, and uh, I just want to say thank you guys. I appreciate it. A great community amongst other artists. Like, it, it, I, I feel country like it's, there's a next generation of artists that are incredible. Yeah, country music definitely artist-wise as a family. I know there's some some crazy things that randomly happen you don't ever see stuff go on in country music really between artists i know recently recently there has, been. there has been but generally usually it is love and family yeah. and i won't say i don't like seeing a soap opera every, you know i don't mind it every once in a while <laughs> yeah. pretty entertaining well drama's healthy but yeah no nah, it country music's amazing and and i had a lot a lot of them text me and and really support me so it was it was awesome different man is the album listen to it please it is dude it's one of my favorite i want to it's easily one of my favorite albums of the year if not my favorite album of the year so far but like i could say it could enter like top five in my life i'll let you know in a couple months in your life oh i thought yeah. you said this year i was like how many albums releases you're like no 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 it's five out of five i really love it no no i i appreciate you just saying you like it man thank you and i find so myself much. going back to the the same records over and over again so what's what's your favorite Dude, been... i really love riot really nice. love riot love bury me in georgia um i fucking love like i love a country uh, uh like i love country music yeah it's pretty good. I love Drunker Dreaming, and you called that your Jimmy yeah. Buffett song, and I love Jimmy Buffett. I love Drunker Dreaming, man. Yeah. What is it about it that you love? I think it's just to feel good. I wrote it on the beach. There's a lot of memories that I can't say on here about the beach, about uh, some of the writers. And then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, like, do you go on a writing trip? What do you do? Yeah, we, it was our first writing trip for the album. Oh. And we went down to Florida. <laughs> That's fun and dangerous. Yeah. 
Uh, no, it didn't. I didn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> I just got else to did. watch. No, not everybody else did. Um, Whoa. Okay, we're getting too specific now. <laughs> but it was it was fun, and that song to me is just like it was when I when I play it makes me happy, makes me dance, and it's just. Hopefully, I feel like I hope that's a, a good summer song in the future. Should we listen to it? I think so. I want to listen to it. Do you have any other questions? Yeah. Do you think it's pretty cool to see people like Diplo continue to be at Stagecoach and they're introducing like dance music into that whole environment? Man, honestly, I do, and it, it's a it's a weird spot for me because I'm a I want to be the trailblazer of of music, right? And basically, like, it's weird because, like I say, I want to, I want, like, I do want to stay in country, but I also want to make it where it's like, there's not really a genre. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's, it does, it does for me. It does that with a, with a lot of, of a lot of different genres. I feel like any artist should be able to explore and do what they want to do. But then it's also like, I feel like there should be a genre barrier. I don't know. It's my mind to that stuff one day i'll be over here the next day i'll be over here one day i'll be i want everything to be super country which is how this album started out and the next day no i'm throwing grand and see you like i do on it it's like i can't stay focused on one thing it's like nothing's right and that's that's why i get kind of weird in interviews because i don't really ever have a straight answer because my mind i feel like i'm so adhd all the time and I feel like one of these days I'm gonna f- find it and focus on it, and then people are, hopefully, people are just like, "Oh my God, I understand you so much more now." But are you ADHD on it because you're afraid that like there's not one right answer? There's I don't feel like there's one right answer. I feel like there's multiple answers. But isn't the best way to not define like to not answer it is to just not define it at all? Yeah, but I feel like there is. An answer out there even if it's like uh there's got to be a way to like solve it jack harlow said his sound is impossible to box in do you almost want your like do you kind of want your sound to be boxed in though no i don't but, but some days I you feel, wanted to that's what i'm saying i feel like some days i want i think i think the thing is now is songs I don't even know how to say this I'll get back to you because right. I don't want to get in trouble we'll be here but you have to come back on the show <laughs> yeah bring me back no, <laughs> you're genuinely one of my favorite artists I think you oh, are you. extraordinary your sound's great you manage to do so much yet stay pure when you choose to do it it's like I, I don't know like feel like you're stressing and beating yourself up over something that you definitely already have the answer to but like i don't know man do you see yourself as successful yeah well yeah i mean you just saw where i came from yeah um, i saw i saw myself successful before i ever even had a record deal i was a little, i had my own apartment you kidding yeah that was success <laughs> i had a roommate and everything you know it was awesome but, no but now i mean yeah yeah i definitely see myself successful but do you see yourself as game like game changing or like when you look at your peers like a Blake no, Shelton no I'll never sound game changing my, I mean, my only thing now is just to make it where my my uh, I say this all the time my kids I just I just want my kids and hopefully I mean I'm, I'm gonna get to I wanna get to a point where they 
have nothing to worry about. That's that's my goal for my for my babies. And then when it comes to music, hopefully down the road people look at me and be like, "Yo, that guy was crazy." Or do you remember him? Like you know, some. But right now I'm not focused on that. I'm focused on just keeping my career going, having fun, and you know, setting my kids up. Different man is the album. Please listen to it. Worth your ear. You good? Yep. I mean, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Genuinely, like you are uh, an incredible human and great artist. So thanks oh, for giving thanks, us the man. time and energy. Yes, sir. I love this cat pillow. You can. <laughs> it's your. It's yours to pet. But like, you can't take I it. I take would, it I would have pet it the whole time if I you, saw it. <laughs> oh, I did see it. I just, you know, don't want to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get this record that you wanted to hear, right, Daniel? Yeah. Which one is it again? Drunk Draymond. Drunk Draymond. Yeah, that's the name of the tour, right? Yeah. Tickets. I'll put a link in the description below as well. Yeah. Sick. Do it. <laughs> Game Brad, everybody. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for making it through our conversation with Kane Brown. It means a lot. Listen to his album, A Different Man. It's out right now. Totally deserves your ear. And please let us know who we should talk to next. Our couch is open at Zach Sang Show on any form of social media. Please reach out and subscribe to our podcast. Share it with those you care about. And be safe. Hug your family if you can and don't go to jail. Have a great day. And keep listening to music because it helps make the world go round. I'll talk to you real soon. Peace and love. By the way, today's episode is made possible by a few incredible humans, including our executive producers, Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zola, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rodensky. Our senior director, Toby Lawless. Our associate producers, Eve Bishop and Claudia Villarreal. Our music is by James Asciutto. Our editor is Camera Carlos Gomez. Our sound mixer is Daniel Chavez-Crook. Our post-production manager is Caroline Rude. And I'm your host and executive producer, Zach Sang. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'll talk to you real soon.